0: You are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of Hot TV's Cannabis News Now. I want to give a shout out to all the listeners in Australia, Canada, Germany, Norway, Europe, wherever you're listening to in the world, I want to say hello. I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for supporting uh, Hemp International, and I hope cannabis is in your life and affecting you in a positive, positive way. Because, you know, cannabis, I've realized for a lot of people, especially in the legal industry, is more of a commodity. It's not really done for passion. And that's why we see what we're seeing in the industry, such as medmen and others who may do a good job to emulate cannabis culture, but don't do a good job to serve those in the culture. It's very important to be authentic. And I think in 2020 and in the future, what the internet has allowed is for people to much easier, you know, it's much easier for people in today's generation to emulate and, and put on a facade and, and to fake things. Right. And you can get re- relatively some type of success from facades that may be put on, you know, on the Internet. However, the real connection, the huge successes are those people who are authentically themselves, who tell their stories, who are true to who they are and the words they speak. You know, as humans, I think we have an ability to recognize the real and separate the fake. You know, Hollywood has done a great job for centuries of showing us the fake. However, the Internet has shown us that we want the real. There are vloggers who are who have more views than some Marvel movies, believe it or not. You know, their YouTube channel have billions of views. Um, but with that, of course, as a collective, but the point still stands. It's all about being real. And so. If you're out there and you want to support, you know, real cannabis brands, you want to look towards a brand like Cookies. We're going to talk about Cookies today because guess what? They're coming to Florida. They're coming to the 305, all right? They're coming to Florida's medical marijuana program. So that's going to be our head story or lead story this week. And quick hits, not a long, you know, list of cannabis news stories, but some I still will share this episode. So quick hits. NYPD cop forced to retire due to medical cannabis registration. We're going to get into why, you know, this in my opinion is wrong and how this NYPD cop or used to be cop is going to respond and retaliate towards the actions to force him into early retirement. Uh, next, study shows 82% of migraine patients say cannabis provides relief. I mean, listen, as I said, these cannabis studies provide us with what we already know as cannabis users. But more importantly, it validates our claims on how cannabis benefits us and the people that we know who use it. And uh, granted, this study showing that 82% of people who use cannabis say it provides provides relief pain relief is obvious i mean who who doesn't know that cannabis helps a pain you know ask your girlfriend who smokes weed every time it's that time of the month you know ask the athlete who hurt their leg was injured and got tired of taking pills because it made them feel bad right which a lot of pills pain pills have an ability to not only cause addiction but also cause some type of you know mental anguish for some chemical reason um i'll get into that later and our big hit of the, well, the big blunt of this episode Is beloved cannabis brand Is now coming to Florida A.K.A. Cookies, okay But before we get into all the news As you know, i like to parlay with you guys for a bit And talk to you about what's going on right now So, uh First foremost, listen man The Miami Heat, I predicted it last episode If y'all were listening to the last episode You would have caught that I did mention That the Miami Heat Miami Heat, will be going on to the finals Why? When you do the eye test, right, you can look at the numbers, you can look at the stats, but when you do the eye test, you look at something directly and observe it and and, and draw a conclusion. If you're a basketball fan, if you're not, you probably don't give a fuck what I'm saying. Fast forward if you want, but if not, You guys can see that Miami was hungry. Those boys wanted more than whoever they was playing. The fact that they were able to beat the number one seed in the NBA in the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis, the MVP uh, two years running, beat his team, and then go ahead and beat a Boston Celtics team who is multifaceted, very me. very talented, but seemingly didn't want it as bad as they did. You know, it's something about the culmination of guys on the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler and Hero and Bam uh, uh, Adebayo. Sorry for butchering, butchering your name. And uh, the culmination of their talent showed of, of a team that was hungry, that they wanted it, you know, and I'm proud of them. And honestly, if you look at the videos on like, Lifestyle Miami on Instagram, Take a scroll. You can see how crazy the celebration was in South Beach. I know I myself was supposed to be in Key West this weekend, but due to reasons, I was not able to make it. Um, However, I know the celebration would have been crazy at the bars, crazy at the clubs, because just as Miami said, I believe the day before Miami Heat won the Eastern Conference Finals, Miami said that they're going to now allow clubs and bars to open. And just a day after, and the day before they went to the Easter, they won the Easter Conference Finals, there are images showing how packed South Beach was. It's almost like Miamians know how to party. When I first came to Miami, uh it was a it was a very surreal experience. Coming from New York City, not really about the club bar life, you know, even though New York City has a very rich bar culture. Um coming to Miami, it was really about clubbing. You know, clubbing was what Miami was about. I mean, uh, live is like $250 just to get in Just to get in Not to buy drinks Not to get a VIP Just to get through the doors $250 Now granted Live is like putting on a concert Every time you go there Like there's there's like uh, Travis Scott Who got the McDonald's You know collaboration, who will go to live and perform, Drake, Migos, you name it, the big stars perform and live, and uh, yeah, them tickets are expensive, so you can just imagine the life that, that goes on here in Miami, and how COVID has robbed, you know, that culture to flourish, you know, Miamians just love to drink, love to party, love to have a good time, high energy, look at Pitbull. If you look at Pitbull once, you just see a talented, I think he's Cuban, right? Uh, Whatever he is. I think, yeah, I think he's Cuban. If you look at Pitbull, you see a talented Cuban dude who, who, if you were to look twice, you think that a guy is coked up, right? Dale. Like every song is about party, and there's a reason for it. It's because that is the culture or oh, part of the culture in Miami is about partying. And if you're in the age group between 20 and 35, you're a millennial right now, you are itching to go out. And many people were going out during this pandemic to, you know, COVID parties and low-key get-togethers and things like that. But now that Miami gave the official opening for bars and clubs, everything is popping. Clevelander is popping. I already know the rooftop parties are popping. I kind of miss going to the rooftop parties. I'm not going to lie to you. Back when I was in the Miami groove and, and, and moved and meeting people and going places and doing all type of things, I saw so many different things, a rooftop party. And I say that to mention the whole Miami party culture, that now that Miami has lifted the club bars, you know, ban, I could see if Miami Heat won the finals, it's going to be absolute madness. And best rest assured, I'm going out there to party with no mask on. Could you imagine going to the club with a mask on? Yo, how does that look? How do you go to the club with a mask on? Like, you like you probably forget the mask is on your face, try to drink, and now you got liquor pouring all down your shirt. That's not a good look. You know, if, if, if you go to the club, you know, to, to dance, as some ladies will say, to just go to the dance, have fun, you know, uh, feel themselves, if you will. And if you're a dude going out there trying to mac on some of these ladies in, in in the building, it's not a good look that both of y'all have masks on. One, it's already hard to hear you guys talk without the mask. Could you imagine trying to talk to somebody in a club with a mask on? Do you know how hard that is? Huh? What'd you say? I, I, I didn't hear you. Could you repeat that? What? <laughs> like, I could already imagine it. So, yeah, if I'm going out there, Miami Heat winning finals, rest it short, I'm going out and partying. Have to. Have to. Because, one, it's unexpected and and two i'm here so why not enjoy the atmosphere that's around me and and let free the the energy to party and have fun that COVID has robbed us for months you know i I could imagine the level of partying that's going to occur in miami if they win is going to be pandemonium okay but i i know that you didn't come here to listen to basketball or whatever but nonetheless I want to talk about it. So, if you if you don't want to hear this, go straight to the cannabis news. But nonetheless, as you know, Desbron James, a.k.a. LeBron James fan, a LeBron James a goat. Obviously, in my opinion, they're going to win. I already told you that, you know, NBA is about business. And the right thing to do is to res- pay respect to Kobe, Gigi, and the uh, L.A. fan base who were robbed of a legend. Robbed of someone who generations have grown up watching and admiring and... Everyone in the NBA and basketball fans alike respect. The whole world would be in appreci- appreciation to see the Lakers go down LA, go past the Staples Center. You know, uh, dedicate their championship to a fallen brother in in Kobe and and daughter in that light with Gigi, and then obviously you know name the Staples Center after Kobe. Because if you don't if you don't know a little basketball history, the Staples Center came into existence about the time when Shaq and Kobe were playing, you know, in L.A. So that goes to show you that Staples Center's whole history, except for, of course, LeBron James now, is, is Kobe Bryant. And, and, and honestly, that's, that's truly amazing, and I really hope that they are able to win and give that to the L.A. fan base, L.A. as a city, California, and everyone who is a fan of Kobe Bryant like myself. I think it's just a great story to see. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to the Miami Heat for winning. Uh, Shout-out to myself. Popped the collar one time because I did predict that. And look out for my next prediction. LeBron James is going to win in either four or six. All right? Four or six. Right? Because if you think about it, if they win 2-4, as in Miami won two games, uh, the Lakers win four, that's going to be 24. That's Kobe Bryant. It's just, it's just set in stone. But we'll see, right? We'll see. Maybe they'll be on the nose like that. Maybe they won't. Um, In other news, what else is going on that I would like to talk about? Uh, Chris Rock, anybody else watch stand up like, you know, the show Everybody Hates Chris, you know, watch Chris Rock in his various movies. You know, Uh, Chris Rock mentioned that he has a mental disorder. I forgot the acronym, but it's a nonverbal communicative disorder disorder I'm, I'm saying i'm butchering it but if you guys have heard the story by now you know what i'm talking about where he says that he's not able to pick up on nonverbal cues and that did strike me as interesting and something i even wanted to talk about the fact that a comedian is so good at putting words together and making us laugh has an inability to pick up on nonverbal cues so that because he has an inability to pick up on nonverbal cues as well as others right because this uh mental disorder is like right right next to asperger's not quite asperger's but it's almost there the inability, you know, causes so many problems in relationships. You know, whether it be your family relationships or you know his well-publicized divorce with his wife. I mean, I'm sure that played a role. You know, listen, fellas, I, I know you listen. Yeah, 80% of this podcast. When your lady is upset, she's not really communicating with you about what she's upset about, right? It's up to us to to figure out what's going on, right? Like you hear a sigh. You know, she's not really responding as she used to. Her tone is different. The little glimmer in her eye is gone. You're like, oh shit, I fucked up. what do I do now? You know what I'm saying? Did I leave the toilet seat up? You know what I mean? <laughs> Did I watch a Netflix show without her? Like, yo, shorty's getting mad at the fact that you're watching shows that y'all watch together alone. That's like 2020's first world version of of Benedict Arnold. You watched our show alone? Who are you? I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> uh, but now nah, back to Chris Rock. So I thought he was brave of him to you know come out and communicate that he's going through that. He, uh, he was at an interview. He was on an interview with the Breakfast Club, and he mentioned that even now dating, you know, similar to how the Joker in the the movie that came out recently had to give out cards, all right, to to tell people about his mental disorder, why he laughs, you know at bad situations, like a form of anxiety, whatever. That's what he's doing with his uh, uh, potential girlfriends. where he goes on a date, he sends him a link. He says, listen, this is what I have. Let's work around this. Now, granted, he's a multimillionaire. So any of these ladies are going to be willing to work around this. But if you're like a broke dude, all right, and you're telling girls, hey, I have, you know, nonverbal communication disorder, so I may not pick up on your nonverbal cues as well. And I just want to let you know, So we can work around this. You know, we we could work around this. (laughs) And they're going to look at you like, I don't got time for that shit. (laughs) And they're going to be out. So shout out to Chris Rock for, uh, you know, talking about his mental health. I thought that was interesting. Chris Rock is a hilarious, hilarious dude. Almost... Without even trying is, is 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 hilarious, and I'm a big fan, so I wanted to mention that and I wanted to ask you guys, do you guys have anything close to what Chris Rock has? do you have some type of either non communicative disorder or Asperger's for instance, or some type of you know level on the on, on autism the on autism scale because I just at work actually you know I had a coworker who used to work with us let just say who was on the autism spectrum, and you wouldn't really know. Until he said something, but then again, once he, you know, divulged this fact, it made so much sense. The fact that he had autism, you know, the fact that he wasn't really looking into the eyes of whoever he was speaking to, you know, the fact that individuals just go mute at times and not communicate anything at all, you know, and it was really someone you had to, you know, really pick and work at Getting them to communicate and so I I did that for a while and uh, it's not easy, you know It's not easy when you're not used to it, you know If you're used to being around somebody with Asperger's or autism, you know You have the patience and 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 you have the the fortitude to be able to understand and empathy First foremost first foremost to deal with something like that. So uh, yeah, so very brave of Chris Rock. And uh, I think I'm going to get to the Cannabis News now. I don't think I have anything else I want to talk about. The NBA has been the highlight. I'm happy Miami Heat won. I know Miami's about to be lit. I'm about to be out there, okay, singing Dior, Dior. She throw a back foot. I ain't going to say it. But you know what I'm saying. R.I.P. the pop smoke. Let's get into the Cannabis News, y'all. Let's get into the Cannabis News. Alright, alright, alright. So granted, I'm recording this after work because I tried to record this last night and it just wasn't working out. All right, it just was not working out. I normally record Sunday nights, sometimes Sunday early mornings. I drop it in the morning, but I'm changing my schedule and dropping it on, you know, like a Tuesday or Wednesday. You know, Mondays is a bit challenging. Alright? So, Cannabis News. Let's get into the first one. So NYPD cop forced to retire due to medical cannabis registration. So as you know, when you register for your medical marijuana card in your various states, you are now put on a list, and this list becomes public. And in some states, I think in Florida, this is true, If you, unless you go through a loophole, forgot the loophole was, but anyway, you're on a list, okay? And in Florida, if you're on a medical marijuana list as a patient, you're not allowed to own a gun. The reason why they say this is, is that if you're uh, a medical marijuana patient, excuse me. And medical and marijuana as a whole is a, is federally illegal, then you would not be able to get a federal license to hold a gun, right? Or own a gun or a license to carry. So that being said, a lot of people, you know, much rather not get their medical marijuana license because they've been smoking weed for 20, 30 years of their life without a medical marijuana license. So why should I put up extra money just to get it from, you know, these these dispensaries? And to be honest, a lot of these dispensaries have dry old cannabis that aren't the highest quality, aren't the freshest because they produce a shit ton of it. All right, and uh, not all of it gets sold. You know, I think they have, you have to figure out a medium, you know, accurately calculate, you know, the percentage of growth your company as a cannabis company is having month after month, understand how many customers buy from your dispensaries per day, and you can accurately predict the amount of cannabis you should produce. The issue is a lot of these people, you know, a lot of these people, a lot of these companies rather, because they're at it's a race to acquire in the cannabis industry. All right, I'm going to get to the NYPDs first, but I still want to talk about this. It's a race to acquire other cannabis companies and, and, and otherwise known as M&A, mergers and acquisitions. As we see, many cannabis companies are acquiring other small or smaller cannabis companies, for the simple fact that the more dispensaries you have, the more grow operations you have in various locations, is the more valuable your companies are. A lot of these individuals who get into the cannabis industry have a business background, and they understand how to grow a company, get it to the point where you wanna sell it, and then, now you're sitting pretty as a multimillionaire. And that's their plan, right? Start a cannabis company, get the money to get the license, through investors or somehow, You know, get money through investors still grow your cannabis, market your cannabis, brand your cannabis, right? Not really caring about the quality and all this other thing, the cannabis culture uh huh. and uh, grow as much as you can. So that your cannabis, your cannabis company is as valuable as it can. And then you can walk away and make a very successful exit. So. That seems to be a problem in the cannabis industry. And I just realized I went on a very deep tangent. And I was trying to figure out how I can segue this back into the NYPD cop. But uh, nonetheless, when you (laughs) clearly, clearly I'm recording this after work, after a long day of mental, uh, uh, mental work. I can't even come up with a, with a, with a nice swag word. I can't even I can't be fly with my words right now, but bear with me. Listen, I, I think it's right not to delete this podcast for not being the best possible, but at least it shows, you know my personality and how it can change from time to time. So nonetheless, I'm gonna read a story for y'all because I'm just doing a lot of chatting. A former NYPD officer is suing the department after being forced into early retirement due to his status as a registered medical cannabis patient. The lawsuit alleges extreme instances of workplace harassment, disability, discrimination, and retaliation. All right. The lawsuit alleges multiple counts of disability discrimination, hostile work environment and retaliation in violation of New York State and New York City laws. The suit also contains allegations of negligent hiring practices, negligent failure to train, supervise and discipline employees. And lastly, discrimination in violation of New York Health Law 3369, which says the statewide medical cannabis statute allows, or excuse me, includes employee protections for registered patients. And lastly, the former police officer is pursuing a com- is pursuing emotional distress and punitive damages from the city as a result of his nightmarish experience. Now, we on this podcast, so I understand why I was going off on that tangent. I was talking about the experience here in Florida about people not wanting to get their medical cannabis license because they're going to be on a list. And they're afraid that this list would would, uh, prevent them from getting certain jobs, from uh, having maybe higher... Interest rates when they get loans from banks or the mortgages or car loans whatever they're afraid that they can't get their guns if they need guns you know Florida love their guns all right you got to stand your ground law which means if you come on my land I could shoot you kill you and I'd be fine right even if it wasn't like you're attacking or robbing you were on my land I did not like it I stood my ground and shot you only in Florida Florida's backwards all right there's a reason why Charlemagne God says that Florida and the Bronx is where crazy people come from because it's true Florida man exists for a reason but yes this is the reason why a lot of people vouch not to get a medical marijuana license and they stick with the black market and it's for the same reason that this guy's going through it now however however we did mention on this podcast long time ago the NYPD did pass a law to protect individuals who were medical marijuana patients because people would want to get their medicine. However, they're afraid of what I just mentioned. But New York City's all about the bread. It's all about the money. It's all about the moolah. So New York said, hey, we're going to pass this law so you can get your medical marijuana license, work without worry, and then we can now generate more taxes from this cannabis thing that's been going on for hundreds of years. I'm going. I'm, that's probably exaggeration, but been going on forever, and we're not getting any taxes from it. So that was their way of of enticing individuals to join the medical marijuana program, pay the state taxes for for, uh, for cannabis, and therefore the city the city makes more money to do what what they see fit. Okay. Now back to this story. So as an NYPD cop, you know you're a person that handles a gun, and if here in Florida they don't allow you as a civilian to handle a gun, if a medical marijuana patient, I'm pretty sure the NYPD feels the same way. However. However, there's laws in place. So what is my take on this? My take is that the NYPD probably had an unspoken rule. As you know, when you go to work, there's some unspoken rules that aren't really talked about. And they're rules that you should be adhered of and are and should be knowledgeable. If not, you will be persecuted for violating those rules. You know, in some workplace, like let's say in my job. In my job, when I'm doing sampling for microbiology, I gotta make sure my lab coat is on in the sampling area. Now, granted, that's not an unspoken rule that is a very wide and talk, talked about rule. However, an unspoken rule in that is to make sure that your lab coat is as clean as possible. Why? Because if your lab coat's not clean, you're going to go ahead and dirty the samples, all right? Now, people carry their lab coats. It gets dirty. Shit happens. And you can now be told, hey, look, you got to change your lab coat. You're looking a little shabby. You know, lab coat's supposed to be white, all right? Not not tannish brown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, clean that dirty ass lab coat. How the hell your white lab coat turned brown? <laughs> lab coat called a tan, dirty ass. All right, but now... Nah. So with that being said I think the NYPD what they should have done was be able to as it, as he states in a lawsuit train individuals to know that if they are medical marijuana patients patients on and and their NYPD cops what are the potential Ramifications for being a patient. What are the possible outcomes and how do you protect yourself from these outcomes? You know, because I'm sure people are are worried that these NYPD cops who have to deal with people's lives at hand. All right. Many times things are life or death for NYPD. Listen, NY crimes is something else. I'm telling you a law and order is a law and order for law and order is law and order for a reason is a reason why it's in New York is because these weird, you know, crazy crimes happen in New York City. Why? I don't know. Maybe because you have so many people living on top of each other in a limited space, you know, attacks and violence are bound to happen. You know, that's just human nature. So with that being said, if they have such an important role in society, why would I then trust you as a medical marijuana patient to hold a gun to have people's lives in your hand? Because who knows what your mental state is when you're high? Now, granted, I understand this fact wholeheartedly because, as a cannabis advocate, you know I would like cannabis to be viewed not only on the level of alcohol as a recreational, you know, substance taken to take the edge off, but is acceptable everywhere else. Because if you're a NYPD cop, you can drink all the liquor you want, be drunk on the job, and you're going to be fine. That's what this story tells me. You can drink all you want. You can snort cocaine. If they don't find it in your pee, you're good. Because guess what? This guy didn't, didn't get caught through a drug, you know, screening. He got caught because they found his name on the list. He was registered as a medical marijuana patient. So that means to tell me that they're persecuting medical marijuana users much differently than the cocaine, pills, and alcohol users that I know are on the force. Listen, you cannot see people die on a yearly basis. I'm not saying daily, but on a yearly basis and not fall into some sort of substance abuse, right? It's very common as police officers to fall into some type of substance abuse to deal with what experiences they're going through as police officers. You got people that will literally spit on... Look, Listen, New York City's a brutal place. There's a reason why when I came to Florida, people thought I was mean. It's because in New York, that's just how we are. We're very friendly, cordial people, but we can be very straight up and and sharp and jagged with our words, you know? And our words are so fly, sometimes you have no, no choice but to either be, you know, impressed <laughs> by what we're talking about or be offended totally, alright, and so you can imagine being an NYPD cop, especially in 2020, you know, with all these Black Lives Matter movements, anti-police, police violent movements, you know, there's a lot of anguish and anger towards cops so New York City's like, yo, get this bum-ass NYPD officer out of here look at you with your bum-ass tight pants and high waters, what type of cop got high waters on? Oh, bum-ass cop that's how That's how we are, that's how New Yorkers are, alright, we gonna curse out cops and it's fine, you can curse out a cop right now in New York City and walk away because that happens so often you know what I'm saying like have you seen that video of the New Yorker who was uh, uh recording somebody in his hood doing something and he was like hey hey yo suck my dick NYPD like he was just straight up saying that to the police and they could do nothing you know there's even a- a videos of dudes flirting with like fine ass police officers like hey yo my ain't gonna lie to you he can arrest me put the cuffs on me please like that's what happened so I I assure you, this police officer has some type of medical ailment that's needed of medical marijuana, but he's definitely not the only person on the force who is taking a substance to deal with the job that they are in. So what do I think NYPD is going to do in this case? I think they're going to settle outside You know outside of the case because listen NYPD and all police most police officers in major cities have the best lawyers on tap All right internal affairs or or whatever uh, uh, Excuse me the police unions have the best lawyers on tap And this is how these police officers are getting away with you know murdering people You know who are unarmed and things like that because one they have diplomatic immunity and two they have the best lawyers on tap So when they get to the courtroom, it's a wrap. That's just the truth, you know Will he win the suit for early retirement? I don't think so. You know, I think and the reason why this guy is probably suing is because if you're an NYPD, if you're a New Yorker, you know this because if you're a New Yorker, you know, a cop, right? If they're a family member, their friend, their colleague at some point, and they're now cops, they'll tell you. I had a teacher in high school. All right. Miss Harris. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Miss Harris. Mad cool teacher. She was my forensics teacher. That was my entry into biology. You know, into biology field taking forensics and learning about the medulla and the hair and fingerprints and all type of cool ass things. Right. Bones and whatnot. And uh, she told me that before she was a teacher in high school, teaching forensics class and computers class, that she was a cop, all right, an undercover cop for 20 years within the NYPD. And if you know, after you serve 20 years with the NYPD, you get a fat, a super fat pension. Like the amount of money you're making per month, you can live off of and be fine. But a lot of people in NYPD, after they served their 20 years, get their pension, and then they also work other jobs and build a pension somewhere else. So some people are are living off a double pension right now and they're sitting pretty. All right, New York City is an expensive place. So having a, a New York police department pension Under your belt Is something sweet So if they sent this guy Into an early retirement Chances are They was like Hey We ain't gonna be giving you A pension If you're gonna be Smoking the marijuana If you're gonna be Injecting the marijuana Because we arrest people For the marijuana You know And I think it's a sad story Because he probably Busted his ass Worked his ass off, probably survived Crazy things in New York City You know Dedicated 20 years of his life And put his life on risk Even though he has a family You know To get this pension That every police officer sought after. However, it was cut short all because he's a medical marijuana patient. So I think he's absolutely right to sue in the manner that he's suing, to drop the lawsuits on a multitude of reasons, whether it be the training that that, uh, they were not efficient in delivering whether it's for you know harassment uh disability discrimination and and, and things of that nature and retaliation like uh, w- my thing is if you're a police chief why are you so upset that somebody's a medical marijuana patient that means you have some type of i don't know preconceived well engraved mentality towards cannabis that is negative that is angry and and that is a seed towards your retaliation you know So it said this guy went through this. I I don't think I could get on on this anymore. Let's see how much we got left. I got to probably drop an ad probably soon, 30 minutes in. All right, let me go ahead and give you guys the study, all right, of the 82% because it's real quick. We already know that marijuana helps the pain, but at least these studies help legitimize our claims. You know, it makes us seem not like stoners who's saying that weed is a miracle plant, but the science is proving us to be right. All right, real quick, about eight. In 10 or 82% of migraine patients say that cannabis has provided them pain relief. According to a study conducted by Migraine Buddy. <laughs> yo, Migraine Buddy? Like who Who was in the boardroom and said, yo, I'm going to name my company Migraine Buddy. And we're going to help people with their migraines. You know? That's almost like the, that, that product back in the day with the most annoying commercial ever. It was called head-on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head-on. Apply directly to the forehead. It's like, I get it. You want to help with headaches. So you put like a roll-on deodorant on your forehead. Like, I, I listen, I can't even criticize. Like, my, my, <laughs> my uh, CBD flower company is called Like Weed. I mean, it's right on the nose, too, huh? But Migraine Buddy... All right. All right. I let me start hating. Let me stop hating and healing outlined by pain news network. Apparently a pain has a news network. That's uh, quite interesting. The study gathered data from nearly a 10,000 migraine patients from the U S and Canada who use migraine buddy app. I'm about to download this app just for shits and giggles. Like what is a migraine buddy app? You know, like who went to the Silicon Valley and said, I have a great app. I, my thing is if this guy went on Shark Tank and pitched his <laughs> migraine buddy app. I know Mr. Wonderful will look at him like, nope, I'm out. I'm done. Could have picked a better name. Could have picked a better name. All right, continuing. The researchers also found that nearly a third of migraine patients have tried medical cannabis or other cannabinoids to relieve migraine-related pain symptoms. Duh. Healant CEO. Now, that's a great name. Healant CEO? I mean, wow well, no, Healant is a great, I think, uh, pharmaceutical company name. Anyway, Healant CEO and co-founder Francis Cad- Cadio, or C-A-D-I-O-U, said that cannabis is becoming a prominent treatment for option for chronic pain patients especially for migraineurs migraineurs is not a word anyway so when I was working for the medical marijuana company uh, I did realize and I did actually take down data even though I probably wasn't supposed to of what reasons people were using cannabis and what percentage of them you know bought cannabis for what reason now I would think that anxiety was going to be a high reason that people chose medical marijuana but the number one reason people bought cannabis was pain. And this data shows that 82% says that cannabis was helpful. And when I worked there, I mean, call after call, whether it be an old lady, a young lady, a young man, an old man, most of them wanted their medical cannabis because they suffered from chronic pain. Now, part of the process of working the medical marijuana dispensary, of course, is to do some type of consultation, is to talk to the patient, figure out what they're going through, and then properly prescribe them a product, a medical marijuana product, that would fit their liking. Maybe they were old and they have some type of emphysema, you know, uh, which is the ailment of the lungs, and they can't smoke weed, so you will find them an edible or oil tincture for them to take, or even a topical for them to take that will help with their pain. Okay. Now, what, surprised me was the magnitude in which that these people were trying to buy medicine for pain they always wanted the strongest product possible the strongest product every time someone called nine times out of ten they wanted the strongest product we had no questions about it they said yeah i got the other stuff it wasn't strong enough i want something more because listen when you're going through pain it's unlike anything you know we can imagine unless you have pain yourself where you're constantly in discomfort your mood is is agitated because you're Almost feeling to talk of poking or sharp pain somewhere in your body. And it's something that you have to live with on a daily basis and it interrupts your quality of your life. You can't really enjoy things. Like, I just recently had, you know, some abscess on my back. I thought it was a cyst or some like malignant tumor or some shit. I swear to God. I thought I was going to die. I swear, I swear I was going to go six feet under. I thought COVID was going to get me, but nah, this fucking cyst on my back was here gaining. Listen, the cyst on my back was as big as like a child's fist. All all right. It was a huge cyst. It was very painful. I uh, went to the doctor and I thought I had enough. I had to go to the doctor because the pain was just too much to take. And guess what? Taking THC helped out. Taking CBD helped out. Taking a mixture of Delta 8 and CBD was a great choice because Delta 8 THC has very much some of the same properties properties that uh, Delta-9 has, it just has much less paranoia, much less anxiety, and is much less potent, all right? But it still does a trick when it comes to pain. So I had pain for a couple of weeks until, you know, now on antibiotics, but the pain was so bad, I had to go seek out cannabis to treat that. So if I myself can see this, I can understand how others may go through the same thing, because it's not like cannabis makes pain go away. The way that cannabis takes pain is quite interesting in a way where when you ingest THC, the pain doesn't go away, but it allows you to better manage that pain. It's almost as if your brain can acknowledge that that area of your body hurts. However, it's not going to fire, you know, it's going to chill your neurons out. Much like it chills you out when you smoke and get high, your neurons are more relaxed. They're not firing off as much as they used to. They're not triggering the part of the brain that says you are in pain, do something now right? Like, when I had a cyst on my back, I couldn't sleep on my back. I couldn't sit on chairs correctly. I was sitting on chairs like, you ever you ever seen that meme going around right now with Cam Newton sliding down in his seat? That's how I had to sit at work. I was trying to play it off all cool with, like, my hands on the back of my head like Goku or Naruto in anime. You know, like, like we were happy. That, like, anime when anime characters are happy, their hands up are, like, in the back of their head, relaxing, leaning back. That's how I had to literally sit at work so that people didn't know that I was going through massive pain due to a system on my back um so yeah so this study was great i can't wait to share more with you guys i love seeing cannabis studies because again as a person in the science field i love seeing how you know it persists i want to someday have my own cannabis research done for my own firms in the future you know and and hopefully i can you know help people with that research and i'm I'm wow i can't even talk i sound like porky the pig jesus slow down des slow down Anyway, I hope to, you know, help people with the research, you know, because once you have validity in science and data and figures, it's much more easy to say, yes, this product does help you with this, not anecdotal, not, hey, my grandmother said this helps with her you know, ankle pain or whatever it is, or a hip pain. No, this actually works and the data proves it. So if you're out there, man, look up these cannabis studies. I could provide a link in, a, in the bio, but if you follow this podcast, you know I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like every time I say I'm going to provide a link, a link, nine eight times out of 10, I'm not going to do it. Two times out of 10, I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to drop this link for these guys because I love y'all. And, but eight out of 10, I'm like, nah, I'm going to just drop it on Instagram so they can get the link there. So again, Instagram is to National if you want to check it out. Uh, We're going to go to the second half of the episode. You can hear that I had an 11 and a half hour day at work today, and I'm going to still fight through it, all right? I'm a trooper, all right? I'm a trooper. I ain't going to give up so easy, all right? Don't go anywhere. See you after the break. Welcome back to the second half of this episode. I want to say thank you for listening, especially if you listen to the ads. You are the MVP. Like, you are the one, okay? Okay, you are the number one. Thank you for listening to ads. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you made it this far, you are the GOAT. Might as well subscribe. Might as well come back next week. If you enjoy the episode, enjoy the energy, enjoy the madness, enjoy this Podcast. So, second half of the episode, I told you we're gonna talk about cookies and how they come into Florida. I think Florida is a is a is a staple in this episode. I realize I, realize I talk about Miami Heat, I talk about Miami culture, and I know Miami isn't a, rep, a representation of, you know, Florida, but it's my understanding of Florida so far. Cause as a black man, you ain't going to find me in North Florida for nothing. All right. I ain't going to go past Ocala. If you go past Ocala, that's when you see, you know, dudes looking like hillbillies and they be like, Hey boy, I don't need that. The farther Ocala you go, you see more Confederate flags. You know what I'm saying? With with the Gator flags and, and, and the, Oh my God. Listen, there's a reason why I'm in South Florida because South Florida is like a different part. They they call South Florida the sixth borough because so many New Yorkers come here. South Florida is called the Caribbean because so many Caribbean cultures are here, whether it be Cuban, Haitian, Jamaican, Puerto Rican, you name it, they are here, okay? They like the warmth. It, remind, it reminds them of the islands, and the culture itself is is tends to be you know very minority-driven, especially uh, the Hispanic and Latino or Latinx if you want to be woke and proper. All right. So, second half of the episode, beloved cannabis brand is now coming to Florida medical marijuana program. A California-based cannabis company known for its celebrity partnerships, colorful marketing and crowd drawing interiors is headed to florida cookies headed by bay area rapper gilbert anthony milan jr aka burner has acquired one of florida's 22 coveted medical marijuana treatment center licenses and plans to begin business in 2021 the license was purchased from robert wow Kelly can't read. The license was purchased from Port Ritchie license holder Tree King Farm Inc., which has not dispensed any medical marijuana since it's acquired a license in May. So, like many places, it started in California and it's happening all around the country. If you have money You know that these licenses are worth a bag of money. So what you do is you file the necessary paperwork, similar to real estate. You make sure your paperwork's in order. Your lawyer has everything in order. You are set ready and primed to fulfill the necessary needs that are that should be held by a medical marijuana cannabis company in Florida. And a lot of these companies form not to produce cannabis, not to provide medical marijuana patients with relief to improve their quality of life, but as a commodity, these licenses are a commodity just like the plants they sell. So, why is that? Simple. I told you guys how uh, probably earlier this year or late last year, there's an episode where I talked about how Florida cannabis license, if you want to go ahead and listen back, you should (coughs) cough, cough. The medical marijuana license was sold for upwards of $50 million. I think it was two licenses that got sold that week and it amounted to $50 million. And the reason why that's amazing is because these companies would buy these licenses, hold it okay, fulfill the necessary duties they should have to continue to hold the license, and they have plans on selling these licenses to companies like Cookies, all right? And Cookies isn't the only brand that is thinking of coming to Florida. You even have Jungle Boys, a very, very popular cannabis brand, not only in California, but the world now, to the point where there's so many counterfeit Jungle Boys bags being sold on Alibaba right now. Even Cookies is being counterfeited. You thought it was only Runtz bags that were going around? Nah, all types of bags are being counterfeited and the reason is because these companies that are being counterfeited you know have gained the trust of cannabis users because they are of the cannabis culture you know it, it's it's a it's a trend that i'm seeing going around and a trend that i'm happy is happening the fact that these cannabis companies that really mean well really want to provide quality cannabis to the people who love it all right make the company make it great and, and are successful is a godsend. It's almost like when you are a hip-hop fan and you see somebody like Lil Yachty become a huge celebrity and have multiple hits. Or like, or you see 6 9 who's all about the antics, not really about the music, become a huge hit and successful to the point of even, even getting a number one spot on the Billboard charts that many other talented musicians who have busted their ass for decades have yet to reach. All right, that level of anger that that person who have been in the music industry for years you know working their ass off being talented really care about the music and their fans not get a number one But then see a kid with 69 tatted all over his face and with a jigsaw Tattoo and rainbow hair get number one that will make him furious Absolutely angry. Okay, and that's the same way that cannabis You know users feel when these brands like MedMen who are prettied up and are basically a pig with lipstick for lack of a better term red lipstick because that's their color, men. Produce quality that are, excuse me, produce cannabis that are subpar in quality. Have customer service that is subpar, and when they hire people, they hire people based on how they look, not on their cannabis knowledge. They want a brand, all right. They want to build. It's almost like they're trying to build a Louis Vuitton of cannabis, where it's all about high prices, it's all about presentation, and not much substance. So to see a brand like Cookies owned by Burner, all right come to a place like Florida that is third in population in the United States and is predicted to become the third uh, or top five uh, cannabis markets in the United States in the future, especially if it legalizes recreationally, it's a no-brainer. If you're in California and you're in Michigan, you might as well come to Florida, all right? Now, granted, I I used to, in the past, you know, fanboy over cannabis companies like MedMen, unfortunately, before I found out how much of a trash company they were, because, I like the branding. I like the fact that cannabis was looking like an uh, official, official industry and have that brand did a good job of doing that, at least having the looks. But when it came to the actual substance, they didn't have it. But guess what cookies have? Cookies has the substance. It's almost like if you're if you're a minority or you're, you're a black person in America, all black people have like this metal tin in their house that is for cookies, but nine times out of 10 is no cookies in there it'd be like needling tools and threads and all type of like miscellaneous bullshit is in that tin as a child that tin was traumatic and i'll tell you why that tin is traumatic if you are seven years old you are famished you are hungry because you're running up and down all day I right, playing in a park in the sun sweating in the new york city pollution <laughs> the polluted air. And you come home and you see this blue tin that you didn't notice before. And you think, oh, that tin has some delicious cookies in there. All right. And you open the tin and the cookies are just needle and thread. How do you think I feel as a seven year old trying to eat cookies and his needle and thread in there? I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy at all. All right, but cookies actually has substance. When Cookie, when you open cookies, the company brand's jar, you may actually find cookies in there of value, all right? And their flour is of value. You have look at cookies. Listen, cookies is responsible for bringing Girl Scout cookies to the cannabis market, all right? A- along with other strains that are now being copied and, you know, uh, 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 being bred for different traits. But the original came from cookies, all right? Came from Burner and his growers, I should say. Burner got the best growers. They grow for his brand. Burner's good at branding. Pair good branding with good product. You have a good company. And so I'm excited for Florida to finally get a taste of the cannabis that California have been riddled with for years. California have been blessed with for years to enjoy high-quality cannabis that the world has not seen. The best cannabis is not grown in Colorado. The best cannabis is not grown in, 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 uh, Why can't I remember the fucking name? Wow. Where's the place in Europe where weed is legal? The the Netherlands. I know it's called the Netherlands. Wow. I can't even think of this. I got to kind of pause this to figure that shit out. Anyway, it's the the best cannabis in the world is not grown in in the Netherlands. In Amsterdam. It's not grown in, 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 in British Columbia, Canada. It's not grown in Washington or Colorado. It's grown in Los Angeles, California, where the headquarters of, excuse me, is grown in Los Angeles, California, or California overall, all right? San Francisco, cookies is all over, all right? So I'm very excited for Florida. I'm excited for the medical marijuana program. You know, someone that's worked in the medical marijuana program or industry in the past, I'm excited to see a brand like this, you know, finally come to Florida and that we can all enjoy high-quality cannabis. If you cannot tell, I'm extremely, extremely tired. I've tried my best my very best to deliver some type of energy to this podcast um but i'm gonna get out of here soon that's the news for this week hopefully next week is much more jam-packed with cannabis news um if you enjoy this podcast you already know what to do subscribe follow share with a friend let them know this podcast is dope you get cannabis news you get conversations you get insights into culture here in florida miami to be exact and uh yeah you get to listen to a Chill-ass dude talking a podcast every week, man. Like, come on. What's bad with that? You can't beat that. Where can you find another Dez? You tell me. Where can you find another me? You cannot. <laughs> yeah, I'm clearly I'm clearly losing it because I don't have a lack of sleep. I went to bed this morning at 3 o'clock in the morning and woke up at 6 a.m. to go to work for 8. All right? And I got off at work at 8 o'clock. <laughs> like, that's a 12-hour shift. But I had lunch for an hour, so I called an 11-hour shift. But, hey, you guys don't care about that. Clearly, this podcast is going off the rails. I'm going to end it now. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share with a friend, and be excited if you are a Florida resident because you will soon be allowed to enjoy cannabis at its highest quality. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Stay high. High TV. I need some rest.
1: I just can't keep working like this. This grave shift is like a slave ship. Oh, in yeah, all. Yeah, falls down. This the real one baby. I'm telling huh. you. South side, south side. Up oh, South side, south side. Yeah, we don't we set this party y'all right. West side, west side. We don't down. set this party y'all right. Man, I promise. So self-conscious She has no idea what she doing in college That major that she majored in don't make no money But she won't drop out her parents So look at her funny Now, nah, tell me that ain't insecure The concept of school seems so secure Sophomore three years ain't picked a career She like, fuck it, I'll just stay down her and do it Cause that's enough money to buy her A few pairs of new ears Cause her baby daddy don't really care She's so precious With the peer pressure Couldn't afford a car So she made her daughter lady. Yeah, it so long that it looked like weave Then she cut it all off, now she look like Eve And she be dealing with some issues that you can't believe Single black female, addicted to retail as well uh. And when it falls down, who you gonna call now? Come on, come on, and when it all falls down Man, I promise I'm so self-conscious That's why you always see me with at least one of my watches Rollies and poshies that drove me crazy I can't even pronounce nothing Past that for safety Then I spent 400 bucks on this Just to be like, nigga, you ain't up on this And I can't even go to the grocery store Without someone that's clean and a shirt with a team We live in the American dream The people high up got the lowest self-esteem The prettiest people do the ugliest things the road to riches and diamond rings. Oh, we shine because they hate us. Floss because they the greatest. We tryna buy back our 40 acres. And for that paper, look how low we a stoop Even if you in a bench, you still a nigga. Oh, co- come and on, come on. Down. And when it falls down, who you gon' call now? Come on, come on. And when it all falls down. Say fuck the police, that's how I treat them. We buy our way out of jail, but we can't buy freedom. We'll buy a lot of clothes, but we don't really need them. Things we buy to cover up what's inside. Cause they made us hate ourself and love their wealth. That's why shorty's hollering where the ball is at. Drug dealer by Jordan, crack kid by crack. And the white man get paid off for all of that. But I ain't even gonna act totally other than that. Cause fuck it. I went to Jacob with 25 pounds. before I had a house and I threw it again. Cause I wanna be on 106 and park, pushing the bands. I wanna act for all the like it's all terrific. I got a couple pass through bills, I'm gonna get specific. I got a problem with spending before I get it. We all subconscious, I'm just the first to admit Yeah, come on, come on. And when it falls down, who you gonna call now? Come on, come on. And when it all falls down, oh, down. down oh, Southside. Outside, we gon' set this party off right. West side, west side, we gon' set this party off right. Shot town, shot town, we gon' show them how we get down. I'm telling you, I'm you, just like the safe you, can't keep working like this. This grave ship is like a slave ship.